Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm uh, your host and volunteer sheriff's deputy, Sean Rowney. I'm Edwin James, Human Relations. And with us, as always, in the warehouse, our producer, Mr. Alex Ward. Everyone I know who skis is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every week, uh, we're we're just regular guys talking about our favorite show, The Office. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about Season one, um, the season one aired uh, on NBC March twenty fourth in two thousand five. It's only six episodes. It was, of course, adapted from the British TV series of the same name, um, created by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Uh, Greg Daniels is the producer who brought it to America, along with uh, Ricky and Steven and uh, Larry Wilmore, Lester Lewis, um, and some writers early on in the show were Michael Schur, who plays Moe's, of course, Mindy Kaling, Paul Lieberstein, who's Toby, and BJ Novak, who plays Ryan. Yeah, I think as we as we prepare to jump into it, it's important to kind of remember where we were in terms of context, like when this when the show started. So obviously a remake or a port of the British office. Uh, but this was the second show that NBC had tried to kind of do this with. Uh, there's a version of coupling, which I've never seen, um, that tried to come over to the U.S. and right. also kind of failed. I remember or I, I have read that uh, after the pilot aired, um, some people were kind of confused by it because it was kind of a shot for shot remake of the BBC pilot. Right. Um, and then it seems like receptions was mixed, somewhat positive for the rest of the series, but not popular enough overall that it seemed guaranteed that it would get picked up. I, I remember hearing that it was kind of on the edge. I don't have a quote in front of me, but I do remember reading somewhere that, that Ricky Gervais was a little uncertain that it would work um, for the American version uh, just because he thought... The, the humor was very British. Yeah. It was really dry, um, very, um, uh, like, deadpan um, and, and, and cringe comedy uh, that he didn't think that Americans could handle, which is I would agree true. that in the pilot, when it's almost like line for line. It's not just, like, one for one right. in terms of, like, some of the lines don't translate as well. Yeah. You know? Um, and like, cause Steve Carell is delivering Ricky Gervais lines. Like yeah. He's it's Michael Scott, not David Brent delivering these lines. Right. And then I think too, um, I remember hearing that like when the office was getting picked up, still not that popular yet. I think end of season one, we'll be going into season two, all the promotional money at NBC was behind my name is Earl. Yeah. Right. And the office was like a follow. I think the office followed my name is Earl or maybe even a lead in. That's right. Know, which they is funny thought... to think about. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, there's uh, six episodes in, in this season, as we mentioned. We start with uh, the pilot, um, The Office of American Workplace. 
uh, episode two, Diversity Day. All-time uh, classic. All-time classic. Healthcare after that, mm-hmm. where Dwight has to pick healthcare for the office. Um, the Alliance is going to be downsizing, and, and Dwight uh, asks to uh, um, form an alliance with Jim. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> uh, basketball after that, um, where they play basketball with the guys in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And, am I uh, Michael Scott, or am I a basketball machine? <laughs> and, uh, and we finished with uh, Hot Girl. The finale of, of season one. How many filet of fishes do you eat? It's over the course of several, several months, months, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> um, what, uh, let's start. Let's start by diving into the into the pilot. Mm-hmm. The first introduction we get to Michael Scott is he mistake. I mean, really, the only joke here is that he mistakes. Uh, um, he he makes a sales call for Jim. Um, Jim has come to the master. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to help him with uh, the library. He can't close the sale on the library. And Michael closes the sale um, that Jim, I guess, wasn't able to close. So we see that Michael's a great salesman. But immediately after that, he says, you are a gentleman and a scholar. And uh, then apologizes because he realizes the person he's been talking to was a woman. She had a, she had a deep voice. <laughs> um, and that's how we uh, meet Michael Scott. Um, the ultra-offensive, very petty doesn't know the meaning of inappropriate uh, boss of Scranton branch boss, branch of uh, Dunder Mifflin friend lover Michael Scott world's best boss and coming Spencer off Spencer Gifts coming off the BBC office it's like if if you know the David Brent character they really did make an American version of David Brent the way yeah. the way he was a little more heavy set right. the way his hair was slicked back right. they just made him detestable this this version of Michael Scott is is not the same version of Michael Scott that we get even uh, episode one of season two I remember yeah. too hearing uh, that Steve Carell didn't watch the BB I don't think I don't remember if he never watched it before he started the show or mm. if he didn't watch it like in the lead up he didn't watch it to prepare at the very right, least right right because he didn't want to take on the mannerisms of David Brent. Like, yeah. David Brent's always adjusting his tie, you know, little things like that. Like, I don't think Steve Carell wanted to pick up on any of that. So right. there, is, there is a little bit of, uh, of a, it's obviously a different character, right? Yeah. A different actor or whatever. But it is, it does very much seem like a David Brent-esque character uh, in smi- the first season. He smiles more than David Brent does. David Brent's always kind of got this, like, snarl and very, like, serious, arrogant look on his face. But, uh um, besides that, not too many differences. I mean, My- Michael's really obnoxious and offensive in in these early episodes. David Brent humiliates himself in a really funny way all the time, and Michael Scott doesn't do it in the same way. He he says like inappropriate things, and he creates a lot of funny moments, but it's not it's not the same. Like I'm trying to I'm yeah, trying yeah. to it, land it, on it, but you 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 feel bad for Michael Scott, and you don't really for no. for David. Brent. He brings it all on himself. He, David yeah, Brent. there's a couple moments I you feel for him. I think the entire show leads up to can I. I feel like the challenge Ricky Gervais was like, can I, this is more for the BBC mm-hmm. office right, yeah, that we yeah. will do. And yeah, we will do, do an episode, yeah, we'll do an episode on the BBC. I feel like the whole challenge is like, I want to see if I can make the audience feel bad for this guy by the end of the show. Yeah. Or like feel sympathetic for him. Yeah. And, and, and with Michael Scott, I feel like it was a little different. Whereas David Brent, I feel like wanted to be seen as cool, like a cool, powerful guy. Like Michael Scott really wants friends. Right. You he know, I feel loved. like. That's the main difference between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, afraid um, of how much they love him. Yeah, right. yeah. David Brent has a has a mission to be famous, almost like Andy Bernard does later on in the series. Whereas Michael Scott does 
care about the people in the office being a family seems to be a, one of his main missions. But I mean, eventually Michael does want to become famous. I mean, there's Threat Level Midnight, his yeah. movie, his book, Somehow I Manage, and his yeah. comedy special, Here I Go Again. Bop, bop, bop. Hey, Golden Face. Yeah. Go puck yourself. <laughs> but uh, let's let's keep going through the pilot. I right. Mean, we well, also let's, meet. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jim, who we also meet um, first in the pilot uh, alongside Michael. Um, he is uh, he expresses that he hates working there. Um, he um, he plays up the slacker thing so much in the pilot. Like again, based off off Tim, Tim the BBC. Yeah. But man, he really really goes for it. Yeah. He's uh, he is clearly has a crush on Pam. Yeah. Um. And uh, and we do meet Pam as well. Uh. Uh. Do we meet Roy in this episode? I'm trying to remember. Of course we do. But when? Uh. Exactly? I don't know if we meet Roy. Exa- I don't remember exactly. But uh, we definitely meet Ryan. Right. Ryan the temp comes. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um. And you know Michael looks out and surveys his domain. Right. So and and uh. So we meet Ryan. We meet Dwight. Of course, that's the course. other major character. I mean, in the first season, the focus is really tight on Michael, Jim, Pam, Dwight, and then Ryan. Yeah, like his kind of just look at the DVD character. covers for each season. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's sort of the the key map. Um, I did. Oh, I I did in in watching this episode or or maybe another. I noticed that all the uh, you, we see the bobbleheads on Dwight's desk because he loves bobbleheads. They're all baseball players. I didn't know that about Dwight. Are you sure they're not table tennis He's a players? Baseball. They are serious. <laughs> Is that a similar uniform? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, in this episode of the pilot, Michael is uh, showing off for the cameras a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this kind of like establishes right away that he's just, he's going to be playing to the camera and uh, making jokes at other people's expense, mostly Pam in this episode. Really hard on Pam. Yeah, he gets he gets nailed, and just horrible like sexist comments, making Pam feel uncomfortable in front of the camera. Uh, he uh, gets a message from corporate and tells her to file it in the special filing cabinet for that, which is the garbage can, waste paper basket. He says mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the British line that comes over. Right, oh, it feels go. a little out of place. Waste yeah. paper mm. basket. Nobody I, says waste paper basket. There's an aspect in the pilot of. I think they do a really good job of this because they need to set up like why why is this office being filmed and it's like they could do a really good job of of making it seem like Michael Scott clearly signed something with this documentary crew that corporate can't undo and now they're stuck mm. with this crew at the office and oh, Michael's like I have an audience yeah I get to do this because like over the we we see David Wallace we see Jan come in and the way they look at the camera initially wow. is with contempt of like. Oh, right. I forgot Michael is doing this deal. Something just occurred to me. Do you think that Michael made this deal and actually got a lot of money out of it to give to the branch? I don't think he got any money. Yeah. I, well, 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 but he's not but smart why? enough to negotiate. That. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, he you was know, like, yeah, film me. They give I mean, you know, Michael in a lot of ways seems like super safe right from the beginning of the show that he drives them crazy and they can't get rid of him maybe uh, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he had a, maybe he had a golden ticket idea <laughs> I, think, I think we're going into wild okay. conjecture territory all right <laughs> but i think the pilot sets the baseline for the show it sets right. the sort of the monotony the mundane the sort of existential boredom right 
of uh, the color palette. Exactly. Of working in the office. And I think obviously the BBC sort of inflection is there, but I think as it moves past the pilot and gets into diversity, day, I think it gets a lot stronger. It doesn't take very long. No, I, feel like, I think it really loop. gets its own legs in diversity. Day. Yeah. 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 The pilot especially just feels so like we, so we, much to, to establish in the pilot. We also meet Jan. We kind of establish this, like that Michael thinks he's, he's not corporate and that he's uh, ah screw corporate. And that's his whole mentality. Um, and uh, and and of course it ends with him fake firing Pam, which is just him so mean. Right. She starts to cry. And um, I think that's that that's sort of what I'm speaking to of like he's he's acting he's acting differently, even more insane than he normally does. Like he's doing a cartoon version right. of himself because there's cameras here, and you can kind of see the other characters being like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah, you're already crazy." Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, okay, so so next episode is Diversity Day. We're getting away from uh, um, you know uh, the BBC office a little bit here. This is a, an original, although one of the cringiest episodes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, show. but I, I love that. Oh That's yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So so Michael, of course, gets in trouble for qu- uh, specifically for quoting um, a Chris Rock stand up. Uh, bit very aggressively um. <laughs> in rewatching. So uh, obviously, right. The the premise is Mr. Brown comes in from corporate to host a Larry diversity Wilmore. seminar, right? And it turns out later on that this whole diversity thing was set up to be a lesson for Michael, and he brought everyone in for this diversity seminar is a way to kind of make Michael feel not that embarrassed, right? And the incident was the Chris Rock routine, which Kevin starts to impersonate, and then Steve Carell or Michael Scott. Goes off and does the does he's the doing bit. it wrong. He's doing it wrong. And in rewatching this, you know, Steve Carell has said the show wouldn't work today. Like just watching that moment where Michael is reciting a Chris Rock bit and yeah. ostensibly, you know, they bleep it out, but ostensibly yeah. using the N word. Yeah, yeah. Next to like a black guy, like that's a crazy scene. That right. would not happen today. Right. Like you could. That was. It's so hard to watch that. Yeah. It's. I, it's it's bad. It's a funny point you bring up. We don't have to dive in too much to it, but I, I that that Michael, uh, sorry, that Steve Carell came out and said he didn't think the show would work today because of um, it, the political incorrectness. But I do think that I mean, it's it is um, offensive, you know. Even it's it is shocking, um, yeah. and that is the the point. Um, and I think today the show's still popular today. Of course. So I, I you know I'm. I just remember, I just in rewatching that moment, it seems way more extreme today than it did when I watched it. Right. I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. Right. You right. know what I mean? That's that's yeah. all. That's all I mean to say. Like it's yeah. even more shocking and even mm-hmm. you yeah know, less appropriate than it was back Th- then. This was advertised as a family show. <laughs> that moment too, though. There's there's the the moment when you see Michael watching the bit done wrong and how agitated it makes him mm-hmm. is a really really brilliant character moment though. Like mm-hmm. that that is so much about Michael Scott where he's like. I think I'm. I think I'm the funniest in the office. Yeah. I should be doing this bit. Right, right, right. I, I Someone else is getting out attention, wrong, which is funny because of how many other things he misquotes for the rest of the show. But right. like, he's so thirsty f- to be the funniest and have all the right. attention. He can't and, even like, be logical to the point of understanding. Like that's the- yeah. <laughs> and how come Chris Rock can do a bit and I do this and it's hilarious? Everyone gets laughs and I do the exact same bit. Yeah. Same comedic timing, <laughs> and everyone gets upset. <laughs> like. What there, you want, a cookie? Yeah, there's some of the stuff from season one that he... that There's some stuff from season one that goes away, mainly physically, but so many important character things are really well-established in 
early on in season Obviously, one. the other thing that happens in this episode is where Michael hosts his own diversity seminar right. oh my God. after Mr. Brown leaves. Yes. And he has everyone act out stereotypes. He, he taught us nothing. He abandoned right. us. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he, everyone note cards to put on their heads. It's uh, amazing. He <laughs> starts diversity tomorrow because... Today's almost today's over. Today's almost over. Um, as Abraham yeah. Lincoln once said, if you are a racist, I will attack you with the North. <laughs> There's a, and those are the principles that I carry with me in the workplace. <laughs> There's a moment at the end of that video where somebody, where he turns it off and somebody's like, I had a hard time hearing it. And Michael's like, well, that was because of issues with the camera. And it cuts to Dwight and Dwight is so visibly upset that like he's not <laughs> lived up to Michael. And I think comparing this to other seasons, like the, the sort of Dwight... Uh, Dwight gets aspiration to Michael is is so much stronger in this season than it is in the rest of the and show. And Michael is ruthless the way he uses Dwight mm-hmm. and throws him under the bus. But we'll get to that a little bit more. Um, we also have to talk about in Diversity Diversity Day the Mindy Kaling bit um, where she comes in late uh, to uh, the uh, conference room and he just starts um, uh Imitating like uh, an, yeah, Apu an from person. Uh, yeah, exactly. from uh, the Simpsons, it's the worst accent, <sighs> and then, she slaps him in the face. And then he says, "That was great. Now she knows what it feels like she to be a minority." Gets <laughs> she gets it. He starts tearing up. <laughs> so now she knows so, what it feels like to be a minority. That <laughs> yeah, is he, ridiculous. Is Kelly the only person that slaps Michael? Mm, no, that can't well, be the well, only hold time. on in the whole show. Yeah. Pam slaps Michael at one point. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And um, Toby gets the chance and he doesn't take it. And Oscar uh, gets a kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, I feel like Dwight gets him at some point, too. Yeah, knock, knock. I mean, Who's there? KGB. Oh, yes. Viva will ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah, exa- a lot of headshots. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, That's a great one. Uh, yeah, and anyways, also, uh, you know, Kelly... Uh, Kelly Kapoor, normal person in this episode. We also see the beginnings yeah. of Kevin, where he's still normal. wearing his. Uh, he's still got his. I his think card. you do, man. Yeah, <laughs> and then later it's maybe some spaghetti. <laughs> All right, Kevin, this is this is over. We can we can move on. Yeah, everyone's the, the minor characters are much more normal. Yeah. Yes, for well, sure. Well, we start to see the minor characters get lines, moments to kind of shine, and like it's the first kind of. Shot of the ensemble kind of growing. And we get some other spare people that you never see again or know. Oh, names. yeah. Like, there are some random people in there. Like, that's, that's the thing about this whole first season. Yeah. There's a great. girl with like whole short of, red hair. A whole lot of randos. Yeah. yeah. Devin's in the background. Mm-hmm. Devin who gets mm-hmm. fired in uh, season two. Season two. Halloween. And then um, comes back in season nine. That's right. <laughs> well, Good for Devin. There's also that moment at the end where Jim fall, or Pam falls asleep on Jim's shoulder. Yes. And even though Jim loses the big sale to Dwight and gives Dwight that little That's bottle right. of champagne, he's like, not a bad day. Right. right? So Jim and Pam, that storyline continues, right? Establishing the the TV relationship of yes. the 2000s. I mean, come on. Yeah. Is, is there a better one? I don't think mm. so. Not that we care about. We'll wait. <laughs> um, what about Michael and Helene? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, healthcare, episode three. Um, Dwight, uh, sorry, Michael needs to, uh, is uh, told by Jan that he needs to pick a new health care for the office. He picks the gold plan, um, complete with massage therapy and all these other fine things. Yes. Um, and then Jan, uh, explains to Michael, no, you need to pick a, uh, you need to save money and cut costs and pick a different health care plan. And then he realizes just how terrible of a job that is. He tries to give it to Jim. 
who says, uh, I am not going to do that, but do you know who should do this? Hard cut to Dwight. Hard cut to Dwight, yes. Um, he wants to know who he can fire. Um, <laughs> he sets up in the conference room. As a temporary as workspace? Office. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a one-to-one for the British office as well, where Gareth um, Keenan does the investigation. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, giving crumbs of power to, uh, <laughs> to Dwight and, and Gareth. Always good comedy. Uh and uh, and Dwight sets out on his mission. Um, he, he slashes benefits to the bone. Bone. He saves this company money. <laughs> a Did true he cut more than he needed to? <laughs> maybe. <Schrute. laughs> yes. He said. Jim yeah. says you cut more than you had to, and he goes, "Yeah, I knew what I had to do." <laughs> right. And then, of course, he you does, get the you get the moment where Jim and Pam kind of go back to him, and they do the fake diseases. Right. right? Well, oh, also Dwight does explain that he doesn't need health care. He has perfect immunity. Never been sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, Jim says he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have any antibodies and he doesn't need antibodies. He can control his, uh, cholesterol, cholesterol at will. He can raise and lower it. Why would you want to raise your cholesterol? So that I can lower it. There you go. Uh, and then you get that brutal moment where Dwight has to read off everyone's diseases that they listed. Right. In case they're not oh. real. Oh boy. Spontaneous hydrogental plosion. <laughs> That's not a real thing. Killer nanorobot infection. Uh, anal fissures. That's a real thing. Yeah, but no one here has it. Someone has it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, and then Dwight or Jim locks Dwight in that conference room, and Michael promises everyone a big surprise to get through yes, the day. Right, and he calls. He's trying to set up a trip. Doesn't work out. He, he calls, calls a casino and like, the travel agency, and they're like, "You can call the casinos directly." And he's like, "I already did that." <laughs> he tries to organize a trip to the mineshaft elevator, right. and they're like, "It goes down in the ground, but it moves really slowly." <laughs> That's right. He wants to get everyone on the mineshaft, and elevator. then the, he finally ends up with. Uh, ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, and they hope uh, they hope this isn't the surprise they've been waiting for. But it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a great one. I think. And then I think let's move on to the alliance. Right. That's the next yep, one yep, where yep. Jim and Dwight. You know, rumors of downsizing kind of abound throughout the season, and it's kind of the undercurrent. So Jim and Dwight form an alliance to survive downsizing, and Jim uses it as a moment to mess with Dwight. Oh yeah, um, uh, this episode is a, is real good Dwight fun. This is the first episode of The Office I ever saw. Oh. Yeah. I remember when, when it cut to Dwight and he had dyed his hair. That was like one of the, that was a, that was a moment where I knew I really loved the show. Yeah. Uh, oh, Blonde Dwight at yeah, the end exactly. of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was amazing. Uh, this is also, there's a very uncomfortable moment between uh, Jim, Roy, and Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim is getting, uh, Pam kind of knows what's going on with, with Jim pranking Dwight. And so they're having a, a moment where they're like laughing with each other at Pam's desk and he's like kind of like got his hand on her shoulder. It is like very close to her and they're laughing a lot and Roy comes in and flips out. Um, so yeah. And then a- Jim tries to throw to Dwight and explain what's happening. Right. And Dwight throws Jim under the bus. Dwight's so- like hiding behind that plant. Right. <laughs> he's like, I-, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. He also gets Dwight to go into the box, right? Right. Hide in the box in the warehouse. And then Pam comes through. And so that's a great moment with just, uh, Jim really messing with Dwight. Um, one thing I did read online, why does Dwight, uh, bl- dye his hair blonde after he hears Jim, uh, sell him out to uh, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> no I'm just like it just oh. uh, doesn't make any sense <laughs> it just doesn't make any goddamn sense um uh <laughs> I, I do like that moment where Dwight picks uh, Jim up in the car in his car in the parking lot when oh, he's playing screeches uh, into a parking spot <laughs> he's playing uh Angel of the Centerfold yeah. right <laughs> really they could loud. be listening <laughs> um 
And then we jump into basketball. Basketball is a fantastic episode. Which is, yeah, just Michael at his, uh, his sort of, um, I don't even know. He's kind of at his best where he's Ugh. just like, he's so confident in his basketball game. Right. And he's so excited to challenge them to that. To what that is wrong with of, me today? The, right. the re- supposedly the reason that they're having this basketball game, according to Michael, is that he was down in the warehouse uh, making baskets, swoosh, swoosh. Jaws were dropping. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then eventually it becomes like a Jim and Roy kind of thing where Jim is going right. against Roy. Direct competition between... Uh, right. Who's going to work on Saturday? It's, and is Pam going to be at the mall with Jim to save big on brand names? Or is he going to be uh, at the... Le- or is she going to be at the lake with Roy on the jet skis? That's right. First mention of the jet skis, which come up later. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also have Dwight trying to impress Michael. He's trying to get on the basketball game. One of my favorite Michael Dwight moments is when um, he's like, Michael, I really want to be on the team. And he's like, you embarrassed me last time in front of Todd Packer. And Michael says, the hand strikes and gives a flower. <laughs> you will not play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what does he give him instead? I think he, oh, the, he tells him that he'll, he he'll decide, decide who, who yeah. works on the weekend. Right. <laughs> and then he brings in. Smallest state. amount of power. Yeah. <laughs> He brings in Stanley because he think, he assumes he's going to be good at basketball. He tells Oscar that we're going to save him unless he needs a baseball or if we ever need a box. Right, right. right? He box. does. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you come baseball season. If, we ever, need, if we ever need to box. Yeah. He, he doesn't oh, want to let Phyllis on the team, but he does. He also doesn't want her to be a cheerleader either. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> and um, then the game ends when Michael gets fouled. He... Uh, you know, he calls an end of the game. They're ahead. Yeah. And he, then it's, you know, who's ahead at that time? Right. He just asked Angela who's ahead mm-hmm. and then uh, conveniently kind of gets an elbow in the face and <laughs> says Ends it's the a game. Yeah. <laughs> deliberate, um, intentional foul. Um, but then immediately caves. Immediately the, caves. Uh, yeah. And the, then the posturing from the yes. warehouse. And then he caves again and says, no, guys. You're gonna. I'm giving you this day back. You don't have to come in. He's like, like coming in an extra day to work is gonna prevent us from being downsized. Right. <laughs> End of show. And then the last episode of the season Hot is Hot Girl. Girl, where we have Amy Adams come in, sets up in the conference room to sell purses. Amy Adams, who who like took the bus to the to a random office building to sell purses in the conference room she needs a ride home at the end but she also like gets a text while michael's talking to her and she's like oh my ride my ride bailed that oh okay i missed that thank you yeah but uh yeah amy adams sets up uh michael is trying to hit on her he's trying to use the sales prize as an incentive the espresso machine that he buys stanley's not happy about that right yeah and then uh Mm -hmm. the bucks jim and starbucks uh, they're everywhere <laughs> I should have spotted another addict. Right. It's funny to think about that and him talking about how coffee is literally a drug that speeds people up. And he's like, back in the 80s, man, they moved a lot of paper. Right. <laughs> he drink, yeah. does, co- does Michael drink coffee or not? So that's the thing, because later in the show, it's revealed that he drinks milk, milk and, and sugar, sugar. Right. Every morning. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, but yeah. go even further forward when the training day episode in season seven, when he meets D'Angelo Vickers, he orders the, a Kahlua sombrero when he's at the bar, That's which right. is just Kahlua and like heavy cream or oh, something God. like that. Um, some more pranking with Dwight. I love when Dwight goes in to talk to her and Jim and Pam are voicing over. Yes. Is this Silvio Chini? 
Oh, this is the prettiest of them all. Oh, yeah, definitely step in and out of it like that. Uh, (laughs) Another, like... (laughs) And then then Dwight comes out wearing the bag. And he's like, I did it, I did it. I mean, another another mean moment for for Jim uh, uh, pranking Dwight, um, convincing him that that it's it's manly to have a purse. But... um, Again, Dwight just being disgusting too. Talking about oh, how yeah. Amy Adams would be a a, a, a great good, mom, yeah, a, a, <laughs> childbearing <laughs> hips and yeah. I don't even want to things. say it. No. Um, so, uh, but then Michael and Ryan clean his car, which is great. They clean yeah. Michael's car. You know, he's uh, he's like, this is uh, this is my Dracar Noir. He's like, no, it's I think it's what is it, night swept. It's yeah. a perfect smell of like Ryan. There's still some in the straw. <laughs> yeah. How many fillet of fishes do you eat? So over the course of several months, Ryan. But then, still, do you want this power drink? Uh, what flavor is it? Blue. Blue's not a flavor. <laughs> blue blast. Ooh, blue blast. Yeah. I'll <laughs> uh, put that in the trunk. I also want an Arctic chill. I want that in the passenger cup holder. <laughs> but anyway, it turns out Jim goes in and uh snags he, it exactly jim goes in and he uh he talks to katie and they actually start dating after that and you know that continues all the way into season two with the booze cruise episode uh, and then that's the end of the season that's it yeah it's very short that's all there is um what what uh impressions from from re-watching it um i mean the oh, tone cool. is very different in this yeah. season i was gonna say one quick thing i that i am reading uh hot girl received the lowest rating in the show's history until mm. it was beaten by Tallahassee in season eight. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's kind of crazy. It took like a yeah. bat. That's a huge gap, and that. What is the Tall? What's Tallahassee in season eight? Is that when they go? Tallahassee is when they're down. They're down in Florida. Andy is, that is the first one back. No, uh, I don't. Th- it might be. Uh, I'd have to look at the the up episode yeah, list, yeah. but I remember like and, I know Andy's still in the office because he's a receptionist at that time. Doesn't he drive? Is that what he goes to get? That's called Aaron Get back? the Girl. That oh, called right. Get the Girl. Oh, 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 so I think it's okay. after Special Project. I think it might be the episode. Hmm. Gosh, I'm gonna have to think of it. Oh, it's where Nellie is like up at the front and she's doing the presentation and she makes Ryan introduce her and <laughs> Dwight has to pull down the projector screen. Right. Oh, that, yeah. that, right. Whole, okay. whole yes, yeah. Okay. that whole whole thing. Okay. But let's bring That's it back to season episode. one. Okay. Um, yes, I think sorry. overall, you know, this was one that I think we were excited to talk about or I was excited to talk about because this is a, se- this is a season that I don't go back to all that often when I'm rewatching The Office. You, yeah. What, you, like and you get you get into season nine and then you start it back over at season two. Oh, season. I, I just I just go all over the place. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Never, I don't go in yeah. order. Um, right. But for me, I... I very rarely go back to season one, and this is because I've, I've watched it a lot over the course of my, my lifetime. Yeah. Like, when it first came out and I first became, like, a huge fan of The Office, yeah. like, I watched season one on DVD a lot. Yeah. I watched season two on DVD. So, those were the seasons that were, like, in the heaviest rotation when I was, like, first right. getting into the show. So, I, I very, you know, I've seen, I had seen them so many times that I had, I don't go back to them all that often. But in going back to them, you know, for this show... I really enjoyed it. There are moments that I had forgotten about or moments that I had caught again. I don't remember what episode it is, but uh, oh, it's in season two that I'm thinking of with that moment. But here's the moment. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Dwight is at, or sorry, oh my gosh. Jim is at the vending machine. He's yeah. talking to Stanley. Michael comes in. The episode is called The Secret. Michael is, is uh, trying not to talk about Pam, but is absolutely talking about Pam. Right. And Jim is trying to avoid the situation. And Michael says to Stanley, how long does it take for you to pick a drink? And he just hits a button on the vending machine. He says, Peach iced tea. You're going to hate it. <laughs> um, but overall, I think this season, uh, 
is is so much more brutal than the rest brutal. of it. Just in terms of his tone, the way it's that really it's cut, tough. like the way that the jokes hit, like it's really funny and it really is more reminiscent of the British office in that way. But it's amazing how quickly it shifts over from the end of season one to season two. Like just the way that the episodes end. Oh yeah. Like it oh, just cuts to the credits. I mean, look, back to back, you know, if, if you're going to butt the seasons up next to each other, right? Season one ends with hot girl. And then season two starts with Dundies, okay? Hot Girl ends so hopelessly, right? No one really wins, okay? Jim. Jim. Gets the girl that he doesn't want. Yeah. I mean, he's he kind of just... Or he's like... Gets or, that date with Katie or be because like, he's bored. Maybe this is my first step out of thought, uh, in yeah. love with someone I can't have. Yes, but is that a, a good thing? I I mean, I don't think... It, it, who, who won season one? <laughs> who won season one? I guess Jim did, but but still, Jim's not with the girl he wants right, to be it's with. Not a, it's and not a not hopeful the, ending, or no. the girl that we want him to be with. Pam is sad because now we've kind of now we're getting that she does have a crush on Jim, but she's just too scared to leave her relationship with Roy, there, which is sad. There are also moments in that episode where Kevin is like, "Are you jealous?" and she's like, "Why?" and he and he says. Oh, well, she's prettier than you. Yeah. He's like, that. She's, she says, that's a really mean thing to say, Kevin. And then later in the episode, she's like putting on makeup and the camera catches her. Yeah, and yeah. She stops doing it. Yeah. And then Roy, right. when they're eating lunch, is like, he says, uh, if, uh, if I wasn't dating Pam, I'd be all over that, right? And, right. and Pam says, we're not dating, we're engaged, right? Yeah, yeah. So she feels really bad. I mean, the whole episode makes her feel pretty bad about right. herself, right? To your point, there's not a lot of hope at the end of that episode, no. right? Right. And then if you watch on Netflix, as I, as I usually do, the way that it transitions from the end of Hot Girl to the beginning of Dundee's yeah. is so night and day. Like, you can see it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, the way that Dundee's ends is, is very helpful, right? You kind of, there's, uh, you know, Jim and Pam oh, yeah, share Pam, a moment. Pam kisses Jim. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and people lift up Michael, too. That's right. Um, Michael gets that milkshake thrown at him at uh, at the Chili's, and uh, and Pam's like, "Come on, let's keep going!" And everyone applauds, and he feels good, and everyone feels good. We learned Michael's true feelings for Ryan. We got to see a visit <laughs> yeah. from Ping, right? And we heard Michael ruin the lyrics to a number of classic songs, which for me has ruined them for life. <laughs> I remember hearing this in a, and I think in a DVD commentary, but the uh, the whole concept is almost like. You can make fun of people in your family, but no one else can, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of how it feels when, when those yes. guys start making fun of Michael and they throw the milkshake at him. Right. Season one, maybe that it would have that episode would have ended differently. I also had, think... Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I also think that it from season one to season two and, and beyond, Michael is less... In, in season one to season two, his transition, he becomes less ignorant... And more stupid and needy <laughs> because the way that like his jokes and his intentions are kind of framed, it's a little more like you give him the benefit of the doubt whether, yeah. instead of being like, this guy is just objectively terrible. It's like, no, this guy is really dumb and really needy. Yeah. In season seven, when he goes to counseling, Phyllis says, I'm glad Michael's getting help. He's stupid and has a lot of problems, <laughs> which I think is a perfect encapsulation of like the way it kind of goes, right? Like he's, uh, he's so much meaner in season one, I think. Just the way that they oh, frame yeah. him, yeah, so much meaner. I mean, uh, he doesn't he doesn't ever care about uh, hurting someone's feelings or. Uh, yeah, it's it's just the way that it evolves. It's really slight and it's very mm-hmm. subtle, but I think it's a, it's a meaningful change. I, this whole first season, actually, like looking back at the episode list, it's sort of like they put Michael in every different aspect of like his life 
and to see how it plays out hmm. where it's like his sense of humor and diversity today, his yep. leadership and healthcare, mm-hmm. um, his manhood and basketball, his romance and hot girl. Like you kind of see hmm. all these different oh, little nice. playgrounds of like Michael's weaknesses in yeah. every area of his yeah. life. And it's then they just think about poke it. holes in it. And yes. It's kind of how it plays out over the rest of the series just in a more gradual way. You know what the other difference is between this Michael and every other Michael is the jacket. Season one, he doesn't wear a jacket. So oh, every yeah. other episode, he's, oh. always, he's always wearing the jacket. That's you know? true. That is true. He's wearing the white shirt with like the sleeves yeah. rolled up. Oh, and he's got it's the a little, bald, it's balding, a little too puffy. thinning hair. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how his hair is thicker after season one to season two. Yeah. Some good, some good work there. Yeah. Um, I, I do love Michael and Dwight's relationship in this season so much. I mean, it's just like, it, it, it's so cold. Michael's so cold-hearted to Dwight. After putting him on that health care assignment, um, everyone's getting really pissed and, uh, Michael comes out and acts like he does. He's like, damn it, Dwight. Like well, Jan the- needs it by five. Oh God. It's just like, and Dwight just stands there quietly with his head down. Like Dwight is just such a good soldier for Michael and he is not deserving of that at all. No. <laughs> I think in general, Dwight's commitment to the company and to the branch, his like, the way that his character is, the severity of it, it really grounds the show, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, totally. It's it, He's like the hard worker, like almost to, to a fault, you know? Yes. He's such a company man. Like, I think that's such an interesting counterpoint to Michael's uh, sort of flippant way of just kind of dealing with everything and Jim just kind of being the uh, too cool for school kind of character. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Dwight, uh, sorry, uh, Michael's a class clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he wants to, like, uh, give the middle finger to authority and stuff like that, even though he's too scared to do it for real. Yeah, Dwight's like, if Dwight's the, if, if no one cares about this, then what are we doing? Like, you need yeah. him in so many ways. Right, yeah. exactly. That he he's in a in a weird way. He kind of brings a lot of weight to the show and kind of oh, helps huge. out in that regard. He's like yeah. the most load bearing person in, in a lot of ways. And then the whole show, like yeah. his, and just the way that that evolves over the course of the show is so interesting. Like the, from that sort of so committed to the company and then so. Um, so tied to Michael, he looks up to Michael so much, and then the way that that kind of moves around, and the way that Dwight still remains committed to the company, but maybe changes the way that he looks at Michael. You know, <laughs> the way he lashes out him at the roast mm-hmm. when he's he don't first you ever speak- his, and, and then he's like, "You don't have any land." <laughs> don't you speak to me like that, you, so, you short, pathetic little man. I know the you way- have no friends or any family or any land because <laughs> Michael is just an idiot, idiot, yeah. idiot, idiot. Yeah, yeah. God. That's that. That is such a great little pressure release by <laughs> Dwight. There. Anyway. I love. In terms of another pressure release, when he punches Michael, when he hits. Oh, in the yeah, oh, yeah. In, the, in the fight episode yeah. in season two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, or even when uh, Michael gets his condo in Office Olympics mm-hmm. and uh, invites Dwight to move in with him, and then uh, when. Uh, you Dwight starts this to, off when you're 80. Yeah. When Dwight starts to annoy Michael too much, he's like, forget it. Mm-hmm. And Dwight's like, to be honest, I'm kind of relieved. <laughs> right. I have a I have a beat farm. And- I have my own crossbow range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think uh, Dwight's another character that gets kind of set up. Also, Ryan is introduced. Yeah. And I think Ryan is a is sort of a, he also feels like a port from the BBC office a little bit, mm-hmm. um, that other sort of temp worker. But they have different, they, they use him in all sorts of different ways uh, over the course of the show. But in the first few seasons, he's Michael's, you know, protege. Right. He's everything I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's a reason to have a tour of the office. He's a reason right. to meet all these characters. And, 
have characters explain things to him. Yeah. Yeah, that, need that. He, Ryan is a little bit more of an audience surrogate than Jim even at that oh, point. Oh, totally, totally. Right? There, yeah, there are a lot of funny moments where Ryan becomes like a member of the staff. Like later on when he, like Ryan has never made a sale, right? And they have yeah, to put yeah, right. Ryan up in that mm-hmm. regard. And like the, there's just, there's a lot. There, his character is so interesting. We should do a whole deep dive on Ryan. That's we'll do, we'll we'll do a Ryan for sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, any any concluding uh, thoughts on uh, on season one? What what if what if the show had continued in this tone? Would you have been? A I was fan thinking of it? about that. What did the what the, what what would that do to Steve Carlson? I mean, career? you know, the BBC office was over after two seasons and a special. But it was. I'm, I'm going to tee it back to you because I think we've talked about this in other episodes of the show, like mm-hmm. how much you love this tone. Yeah, I love it. And I guess I would I would I would like to hear what you have to say first as to whether. Like, how would you feel if the show continued in this way with this sort of tone, severity? I would have loved it. I would have <laughs> loved it. I mean, really, what would have what would have had to happen is um, I think Jim and Pam would have gotten together a lot later. Um, uh, you know, probably would have been less seasons. There probably would have been less seasons. There would be less jokes. There's not as many. Like, I mean, later on in the series, when all the ensemble characters are fully formed. And they can just jump in with little one-liners that, you know, um, in the context of their character. Uh, it, whereas on, in this one, it's it's long um, uh, uh, monologues from Michael and things like that. Um, but uh, I, I would have enjoyed it. I would have still. I would have loved it. Uh, I don't know if it would have been as popular. I mean, I agree. I, I also love season one. I loved it when it came out. Like, I've, I loved it rewatching it, right? Yeah. I generally prefer the tone that's a little bit brighter, a little more rapid fire with the jokes. That's just me personally. But I, I'm sure if this if the show continued this way, I would have loved it. I love the British office, I think, right? I mean, I think that, like, you know, th- this goes back to, like, Americanizing the British office. Like, American television needs to be escapist. So as the show goes on and they all start to be buddy buddy with each other and they're like a family and all these things are happening that involve all of them and stuff like that. Like that's a bit of, of, you know, an escapist fantasy, right? I wish my office was like that and it was more interesting and, you know, a lot more fun and the stakes were a little higher because the first season is the reality, which is that it is, it is boring and there is no, there is no um, happy ending to this. It's just the same um, monotony day after day. Um, and uh, my boss is super offensive and obnoxious. So I think it's I think for me, it's I think it's less about escapism. And if you're going to compare American and British TV, the difference is that British TV starts and ends. Right. Yeah. There is a clear beginning and there's a clear ending with almost every show. Right. And then. With American TV, American TV shows will go on as long as they can if it's still popular. Yeah. Think about The Simpsons. Think about Family Guy, right? Yeah. Other shows. I mean, obviously, obviously those are animated, so it's a little bit different, but like 30 years, right? Yeah. So when you look at minutes. The Office, yeah. Look at The Office. People are still asking for a reboot. They're yeah. still asking for it to right. come back, right? right? And they went nine seasons, right? And so as long as the popularity is there to support it, it's going to stretch out. And yeah. a show mm-hmm. like that is inevitably going to change. I mean, I think you can, you can watch the way that TV looks change oh over the course of the office you know totally just the tone you can see it shift from the those, color i mean it's more colorful more colorful totally. the shift from like the four three standard resolution like a more widescreen sort of right. shot yep. like 
generally speaking, that's that's the big difference, and that the show is going to continue as long as it's popular. I think the big difference with the British Office is that it ends, and that it ends in like a certain way, and then you have the Christmas special, which is the Where Are They Now? And I think like just uh, just comparison, I think or compare. Oh my gosh, I like comparison. That's just, a fun just one. Just <laughs> in comparison, um, think about all the Jim Pam moments that we have over the course of the show. Yeah, Casino Night, right, and leading into their wedding, their part. They're uh, having children, right? And then it's season nine where they have the the sort of marital conflict and then they come back together at the end. When you think of that in comparison to Pam, oh my gosh. When you think of that in comparison to Tim and Don, Mm. right? They have their moment at the end in the Christmas special where Tim gives Don like the the pencil set, right? Like that's such an amazing moment in television, right? Like that is an amazing moment. But like you have to earn that over the course of this cold sort of dry right, right, show. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't, I mean, okay, people are going to disagree with me here, but I did not ever need a Jim and Pam wedding episode. <laughs> ever. I disagree with you. <laughs> I, I, like, it could have ended with them getting engaged for me, right? You know what I mean? Like, it could have been slower. But then we wouldn't have the Michael Scott because, paper company. Because those moments, there are still moments that make you feel good without... You have you don't get everything you want sometimes, right? Okay, but you this can is, speak for yourself. B- this is the BBC <laughs> in the American office, right there. Right, it's like which is what I hear people in England say. Like, <laughs> like, like you have talked about, it, Americans have a sense of it'll happen. Here's an example: when no. what the Christmas episode um, where uh, with the iPod, with the video iPod, and uh, and Pam chooses the iPod over Jim's uh, teapot, and he's heartbroken, and we're heartbroken. And then at the end, she trades back for the teapot because she's like, well, Roy was maybe going to get me an MP3 player anyway. So, you know, and it seemed like, you know, a nice gift. Um, That's a really special moment. Did she break up with Roy and choose Jim? No. But you still kind of get that feeling of hopefulness and warm fuzzies without getting everything you want. That's my take <laughs> i i, I want to answer the question though if, if if it had kept going in the way it did because yeah, yeah, really sorry, quickly ahead. you 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 have to have them get married at some point because you couldn't have a long engagement between jim and pam because that True. was the whole thing from the beginning of the yeah show. i guess you're right but right. let's let's move focus to the, your question they should have eloped in cafe disco <laughs> <laughs> in some but ways pam likes cheesy <laughs> sorry sorry with, with with the bbc office it's like i've probably seen the bbc office the complete like all the episodes in the special, more than way more than I've seen all of the U.S. Right. That mainly because of seasons eight and nine. If it took out seasons eight and nine, it'd be comparable. Right. Yeah. And I'll say that you can't watch that many of the BBC Office episodes back to back. At least I can't. I yeah, just start to tr- feel really terrible. Yeah. It's sort. It's. I have the same thing with it's always sunny. I yeah. can watch two, maybe three episodes at a time. Oh really? And I, I need can... to go take a shower. Yeah. It's like I, I, this doesn't feel good anymore. <laughs> it's so caustic, right? Um. So I th- and that just it just would never happen. They just couldn't do that. I feel like to the U.S. market, and it would have ended after maybe it, two, three seasons. The same thing. It would have been a totally different but, show. Like the BBC Office is a masterpiece, like right. a total masterpiece. And yeah. I like I love the the U.S. Office. I don't know if I would call it that. I mean, that's, this is that's this is a per- larger debate we could have at some point. No, I, but I agree with you hundred percent. Like I don't know, the U.S. Office is funnier in some ways, but the BBC Office is just so. It's it, it's much harder to watch for a reason because it's more real and that's not what yeah. we want. It moves, we don't it, want real. It moves in a single direction. Yeah, 
But I mean, I think you're comparing. I think we're comparing apples and oranges. Here. Yes. Like they're they're not the same shows. Like, no. That's right. That's what you I'm couldn't. Saying. You couldn't if you, if the BB if the U.S. office can continued down the path from season one, the characters would not have found themselves in the way that they did. The peaks that we talked about in season four, the things that we love from season seven, all the best moments that we've talked about wouldn't happen if they continued yeah. down that way. You're right. right? No, no. The, the best the, case scenario is that you get a moment like a scene night at the end of season two, and then what? A Christmas special. Right. Right. The the difference is like the you have closure. Right. You would, have a finality. I, I guess uh, that's exactly what I was saying. Is they're completely different, right? Yeah, but um, well, that was uh, that was fun. Season one. <laughs> I feel like we could talk. We could argue about this for a we, long time. We one hundred percent can, but yeah. we cannot actually. So um, take a quick break and do some trivia. Yes, let's do it. We'll be right back. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. And welcome back to another edition. Well, this, actually, this isn't frame by frame trivia, which is usually what I do. This is more mm. giving you guys a break. Just general trivia. We're doing okay. two questions from each of the first five seasons. So just a Great. regular okay. old okay. trivia. Mm-hmm. And I did this because I didn't have time last night to watch an episode and take notes. But <laughs> All office trivia is great office I did trivia. manage to find. So we're going to go through two questions, each from seasons one through five. I was going to do just season one trivia. But it's, yeah. like, it's fresh on your guys' minds. Yeah, we've been yeah. watching a lot. It's yeah. mm-hmm. impossible to... I, it would be very hard to stop you guys easy. with season one. So we're spreading it out. Okay. okay. That said, here's from season one. At the end of... Uh, sorry, at the end of, of the pilot, uh, Michael says how many years he's been at Dunder Mifflin. How many years has he been at Dunder Mifflin? Twelve. At that point? Twelve. Yes, you got it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, who are the four people Michael says he considers his heroes? Ooh. Uh, Robin Williams, no, no, Bono, Abraham Lincoln. Yes, there's two. God, there's three. And uh, who's th- Shia LaBeouf? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> tough one. It's gonna be something the random. Pope? No, you have was... the phonetics right. <laughs> Bob kinda... Hope. Bob Hope. That's right. Bob Hope. <laughs> It sounds right. Season two from Michael's birthday. Shiloh Jolie Pitt, because then his parents, their parents would have to come pick them up. <laughs> uh, from season two, Michael's birthday. What does the back of the jersey say that Michael gets from Dwight? Oh, I know it. Uh, John, do you know? D- doesn't it say Dwight? No. From Dwight, number one. From yes. Dwight, number oh, one. my God. <laughs> from season two, the injury. What type of MP3 player? Did Roy buy Pam for Christmas? It's a Russian. Um, mm-hmm. It's a. D- this is one of the hardest ones. It's like a Prism Zero disc. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> Prism's right. You've seen one of these? <laughs> I, I I don't. The Prism Duro Sport. Oh, oh Prism Duro Sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, you can throw it all day long <laughs> you if you want. Throw it around, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's broken. Um, all right, see you later, Pan. <laughs> Pam, Pam, thank you, man. That ep- the injury is a really interesting episode. God, that is this a great is, episode. This is uh, this is something I wanted to talk about during our season one discussion. Now seems as appropriate a time as any. Sure. But the moments where Michael greets Pam, Spamster. Yeah. There are so many. Oh. <laughs> He's like Bamberger with fries, and Angie. Shake. Yeah, <laughs> and cheese, and shake. <laughs> Pam, uh, Pam, thank you, man. Pam, a lemon ding dong. Pam. Pam, Pam, Pam. <laughs> Uh, making right. copies. On to season <laughs> She's not three. Making <laughs> season three, the return. Um, what are the three three words that Dwight uses to describe himself in the return? 
Relentless. Jackhammer. Jackhammer's one. (laughs) (laughs) He says three words, and then he gives five things. Yeah. Unstoppable? No. Dedicated? I don't know. Okay, you got Jackhammer. I got Jackhammer. Hardworking. Hardworking, okay. Alpha male. Ah. (laughs) Merciless. (laughs) And my favorite, insatiable. (laughs) I just remember Jackhammer. That's my favorite. It's just a weird weird way to describe yourself. Uh, In beach games, what's the name of Stanley's team name? Uh, blue team. Yes, correct. Oh, I was guessing. Yes. Nice. Nice one. Done, sir. It's season four, night out. Uh, what basketball team does Dwight get into the club with? Is it? It's New Jersey State, Northeastern State. You're close. It's so close. Yeah, it's right in. It's right in that realm. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> New Hampshire State. It's Jersey State Varsity. Yeah. Jersey State Jersey Varsity. State Jersey varsity. State Varsity. Uh, similar kind of question in job fair. What's the name of Pam's old high school? Oh, uh, where are they? Ugh. Oh, and no. Scranton High. <laughs> no. It's not Bishop O'Hara, because that's where No, that's Roy, where Toby. Yeah, Toby, Toby and went. Katie. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. What is it? It is Valley View High School. Valley View. Okay. Yeah. Valley View. Yeah. VV. Uh, all right. Uh, Justin. Justin Paulsnack. Into season five. What position did Charles appoint to Stanley after Michael left? Oh, I got it. Wait, what, sorry. The, what was the question? What position does Charles appoint to Stanley after Michael leaves? Oh, uh, his his productivity czar. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. The best person to pick for that. Kevin, I want you on phones. The, the face Stanley makes when he says that is classic. Uh, I think he calls him. Oh, no, I'm thinking of. I thought he was going to call him Stan, but that's Gabe. Where he goes, Stan, I think you're next. And he's like, It wasn't me. And it's what a lovely, rich timber your voice has. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> All right, you get out of here, big dog. <laughs> I want to own a decommissioned lighthouse. Uh, in heavy competition, season five, what does Michael's Rolodex card on Dwight say? Oh, I got uh, it. Tall and beats. Very good. Way to close it out, Sean. Yes. That's it. That's all I got. That's I win. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> you did. All right. Take we'll us just out. say whoever was ahead when the game was over. <laughs> hey, Sean, are we on social media? Oh, yes, indeed we are. Thank you so much for asking, Alex. We are on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, check us out. Michael Scott. Search Michael Scott Podcast Company on those platforms. You'll yes. probably find us. You can yes. email us. You can leave us a voicemail. What's that number? That's right. Uh, what is that number? What What is that number? I don't, <laughs> I, know. I don't know the number. I don't know what the number <laughs> is. Zippity zoppity, give me the sloppity. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook page, there's a call now button. If you're on your uh, mobile device, just hit that call. See what happens. Uh, that's right. You can leave us a message. Leave us a trivia question, a hot take. There's a call now button when you go to the Facebook page. I, Bam. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, join us next week. Uh, like and subscribe. Dink and flicker. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.